Hello, I'm Thomas Schaffer, and welcome to The Green Sunset, a podcast meant for the individual who speaks their truth. You know, I believe one of the most important gifts you can give yourself is conversation, and that's exactly what this podcast is set out to do. So take in the sunset, listen to some great conversation, and learn more about the people all around you. Introductions for me are just super annoying. I'm thinking back now to my orientation to college and my orientation to high school and playing that game that I know everyone on here who's listening has played before. That game where you have to say your name and then a fruit or a vegetable that also goes with the first letter of your name. I remember saying Thomas Tomato every single time I played it. Just thinking about how easy it was to say that every single time because that's the same thing I would say. I didn't have to think about anything else. And I hate tomatoes, which is so funny because if I really wanted someone to get to know me better or if understand me a little bit better, I'd choose a fruit or a vegetable that mattered to me. But I would choose tomato because it was just an easy way out. I truly didn't want people to know me that well. And thinking on it now, I have to do an introduction to my podcast listeners on this episode, and it's just making me uneasy because I'm just thinking about all the things I would have to introduce myself to and think about all the different parts of my life that I would have to introduce to my listeners, and that's a lot, you know? Even thinking on orientation, they want you to get to know one another so much better, and you only have a little bit of time to really get to know people before you're just thrown into your classes, your everyday curricular activity, extracurricular activities. It's just a lot. But honestly, here we go, introducing myself to the wider audience of The Green Sunset. So my name's Thomas Schaffer. I grew up in upstate New York and Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, very funny name, I know, but it was a great town. Obviously, not, lots of, not a lot to do in a suburban white area. However, I did grow up with a lot of best friends that I still have now. And I think back on it and I really appreciate the education and the people that I met within this community. And granted, obviously, that community wasn't the best at times and there was a lot of different homophobic and just crazy ideals and ideas that were thrown into the bucket of life. But I honestly really appreciate the friendships that I made and for the family that I grew up with. I obviously have a smaller family. I have an older brother and a younger sister who I both love and adore wholeheartedly. My sister is my best friend, truly, and I think that I've grown closer to her as as she's grown up, and I think that's something that I will always hold dear to my heart. The fact that she can use her fake ID and go out with me in the city makes my heart warm because she drinks half the time way more than me. in a very strict household so obviously my parents were very supportive they loved everything that I did in high school they were very supportive of my theater and acting dreams um, but when I was in high school I had to go to bed at 10 or 11 at night I had a curfew I had to give my phone to my parents every night they put it on the counter and if I ever snuck down to get it they'd come into my room and take it from me so it was a very strict and orderly house but honestly, I respect it because now that I'm thinking about it, 
I use my phone too much at night now, you know? I can't even get off my phone half the time because I'm so obsessed with just social media and just constantly seeing what others are doing. It's just a habit I should be getting myself out of now that I'm 24, almost 25. And just thinking on it now, I think that if I had just stuck to what my parents had done, just like putting my phone down as soon as I went to bed, like that would have made my life so much easier. So maybe I'll start doing that now. Thank, thank you, parentals, for that awesome that awesome advice you gave back in the day. But I feel like that strictness that came from my parents also pushed me to really understand myself more as a leader and as someone that really wants to work hard in life. Um, I think that if they weren't pushing me and they weren't trying to make me a better person every day, I really don't think I'd be where I am now. So I am grateful for the fact that I grew up in a strict household. It just was a lot. You know, like being a teenager and having to deal with that, I hated it. At times, I really just wanted to run away. There were so many times I would want to run away because my parents took my phone from me. Like, that's so lame thinking back on it now. It's just like, why was I even being like that? I'm such a baby. I really had a strong love for theater in high school, and that's really what catapulted me to major in it in college. And I think that if I had not started it in my small town at Poughkeepsie with my best friends in the theater group, I really don't think I would have found anything that I found enjoyable or really wanted to pursue when I went to college. And that leads me to college because when I auditioned for different schools, Ryder was really my top choice. I went to Ryder University in New Jersey. And obviously I'm gonna get into this a little bit more later down the line, but Ryder was great in terms of its experiences that it gave me and the people that I met, but honestly, the theater program was toxic, toxic. Talk about literally traumatizing. I had a horrible experience in their acting program and I will speak on that with so many of my writer friends who will be on this podcast, but quite honestly, it was horrific. And honestly, I didn't even have it the worst. There were so many other people who had it worse than me in terms of body shaming, homophobia, transphobia, just the works racism within the actual Department of Teachers, if this gives you any any insight, every single teacher in the department was white and the one black teacher they had, they fired. So it really was a mess. And quite honestly, I, I think back on my time at Ryder and I really black out the time I had in that theater department. I think about the times I made with my, all the good times I have with my friends and all the amazing experiences they have, whether it was being abroad or just being an orientation leader. Funny, because I hated being that introduction person for people, but I was. And I think that it did shape me. I, I didn't end up doing theater anymore after I graduated. And I think that's a lot of what happened to the people in my own graduating class. A lot of us aren't doing acting anymore, whether it was because of COVID or whether it was because of Ryder. But I found a passion for teaching. I joined Teach for America after college, right after college actually. I joined the program, I auditioned for it, audition. I tried out for, tried out, oh my God, I'm just using all these theater references, which is so stupid because I don't even do theater anymore. I interviewed for Teacher America during my senior year of college. I got in and then I did that for two years and I'm currently now teaching at an elementary school in the Bronx. I teach second grade. I started off teaching middle school, so I taught 6th, 7th, and 8th grade for two years at a school in Brooklyn. So I'm now teaching 2nd grade, I love it. Elementary school is definitely a huge difference from what I did before. But I honestly, I respect it so much. I respect teachers, I respect everything that we're doing 
during the COVID times. And I can't wait to have more teachers on this podcast to talk through and about all the different scenarios that have happened because of COVID. But honestly, where I am now is all thanks to the fact of my family and friends and my education and the experiences I was given throughout my entire life, which I'm super grateful for and forever will never take for granted. And that's something that I love sharing. You know, I love the fact that my journey is so weird and convoluted and I started off doing something that I'm not doing anymore. I do think about theater and I think about singing and acting and all that all the time. I still sing in the shower. I still do the casual singing around my friends and the people I care about most. But I I haven't auditioned for anything. I just feel like I've just grown such a toxic mindset about acting and theater in general that has stopped completely. Which, saying it now out loud just makes me kind of sad. But at the same time, I've grown to just understand that maybe it wasn't, it was for the best, you know? Because genuinely what I'm doing now is making me happy and I'm enjoying it and I, and I love to be that inspiration to others who are gonna grow up and maybe be an actor or be a teacher or be a podcaster, you know, one day. So that's something that I'm genuinely happy about. But that's a little bit about me. Quite honestly, I don't know what else I would share about myself other than the fact that I'm just trying to make it in this world, you know? I, for those of you that don't know, I am gay. I came out my freshman year of college. Actually, it was at the very end of freshman year. So I was transitioning into sophomore year. I came out that summer. And honestly, I it was very different from what I thought it was gonna be. I thought that like me coming out was gonna be this huge problem. I don't know why, I just grew up in a very, homophobic area. I remember being in high school and there was one or two gay kids at my school and they were constantly ridiculed and like no one was friends with them. And I just remember thinking about it coming home and coming out to my family and my friends and everyone was super supportive. And I know that's not everyone's situation. There's so many other people in this world that are that are sent away from home and that are kicked out and that are taken advantage of because of their identity and I think that's awful and genuinely really shitty. But from my perspective, the only perspective I have is that I I did have a very supportive and loving reception to me coming out as gay. And I couldn't be more grateful for that. And I think that's what also made me so understanding of myself because once I came out, I genuinely became more myself and more understanding of my community. I think that I was so resentful of it in, co- in college in the beginning and then in high school. I tried so hard to feign that I had a girlfriend. I told so many people in college that I was with girls and I was hooking up with girls when like knew I wasn't. Like I just was so resentful of the fact that like being gay was so looked down upon. Obviously we've come so far, we've literally come so far in terms of gay rights and everything that's happening in the world in terms of gay marriage and being able to love one another and being public about it. There's still a lot to go, there's still a lot to do, but there's been a huge improvement. And I remember just coming out freshman year thinking like, everyone's gonna hate me, no one's gonna be friends with me anymore. And I was going to lose everything. I genuinely thought that I was getting kicked out from my house. And my parents are probably the most supportive and nice people I've ever met in my entire life. They are so caring and would let anyone into our house. But I, just, I genuinely had this fear of just like being kicked out and never being able to see any of my family or friends anymore and having to fend for myself for the rest of my life. But obviously that didn't happen. Here I am, living with my family still. They're so supportive. And that's just something I'm, I'm forever going to be grateful for. 
It's something that I cherish and I wish that I had delved into more in college. I feel like I still don't really know who I am. I'm still trying to figure it out at 24, which is fine, you know? I have so much time left to figure out who I am. I still really don't even know what my hobbies and interests and passions are in life. I feel like I know some of them, but it's like, I don't know all of them and I want to, but I, I haven't figured it out yet. And I feel like this podcast is really just a great way to meet other people and just hear their stories while also figuring out what is going on in my life. Like what, genuinely what the hell is going on in my life and why am I doing this? One of the best things about being a teacher is the fact that we get breaks throughout the entire year. So right now I'm on my winter break and I go back to school and I go back to teaching on Tuesday. But what I love to do during these breaks is really take the time to rejuvenate and rest and do the things that I love to do when I'm not working. And obviously that sounds cliche, but I truly, when I come home from work, all I want to do is nap or just lay in bed because I'm so tired and just exhausted from the day that I've had. So one of the things that I've been doing this break is really just binging a lot of TV and movies that are brand new. I love, and I think this comes from my acting side of me, just the fact that I can see actors and characters evolve over time through a TV show or a movie and just see how the storyline shapes them as people. I think that I enjoy watching TV and movies with characters that are relatable and that the storylines are also, you can also connect to those storylines. And for me, one show in particular, I found an Amazon Prime Disclaimer, I will say that Amazon Prime is not the best place to look for TV and film. Um, You kind of have to sift through the bad C-list and D-list acting to really find the gems that are on Amazon Prime. Because quite honestly, there are a lot of really, really, um, let me say, poor acting choices and actors in the movies they and TV shows they release. However... One show in particular, The Wilds, I highly recommend because it is a tour de force TV show. It is so good, and I cannot only I can only say positive things about it. The actors, the characters that they're playing are so relatable, and you can connect to them on any level, regardless of who you are as a person. There's so much drama and so much genuine and honest acting that the entire show is believable. Granted, yes, there's some odd things that happen in the show that I'm just like, what? They could have done something differently with this. But the storylines they create and the people that they use for the show are phenomenal. I cannot say any more great things about it because it's just, I can go on and on. Like, truly, the show is so good and I wish everyone would watch it because the actors that are in the show are brand new and they're going to be on the scene and in everything that you'll probably be watching very soon. They are that good. Honestly, that is where The Green Sunset, my title of the podcast, came from. So in the third episode of the series, actually, let me backtrack and give you a little synopsis of the story. I won't go into any spoiler information in case you decide to watch this amazing show. To give you a background on the show itself, there are these nine girls. They all come from different parts of the United States with different personalities. They're in high school. They all are on a plane going to or towards a resort that their families have sent them to. And just to give you a little insight, all these girls' personalities are way different from one another. However, they all connect on a very 
interesting level, even though they are very different people. And it really goes to show in the show that we all are connected, whether whether we come from different backgrounds or have different interests, but we all can connect on different ways. And in the show, the nine girls are stranded. Their plane crashes, they're stranded on an island. There's a lot of different things that happen behind the scenes that are part of the show that I want to get into because it gives too much away. But these girls really pull the story along and each episode is a different storyline of each of the girls. So it'll go into their past, how they got to where they are today and what they want to do in the future. It just really delves into strong character work and understanding characters altogether. Going back to what I talked about before, in episode three, one of the girls named Shelby, who is this blonde-haired, white, Texan girl who is painted very one-dimensional. She's an optimist. She loves her faith, very religious, and has a one-track mind. She's a pageant queen. She obviously goes through character development and changes throughout the entire show. But in one instance, she's talking to another character named Dot. And she's expressing how she went to go watch the sunset with her boyfriend at the time. And as the sunset was finally ending, she noticed something she had never seen before. And it was this green flash of light. It was this green sunset. And she mentioned how the green sunset was so pure, yet it was so rare and beautiful that it made her realize she could relive that memory of seeing that green flash over and over again because of how amazing it was to her. To me, this podcast represents an auditory version of that green sunset, that green flash that Shelby saw on the beach with her boyfriend. The ability to create a memory that is so rare and beautiful and pure and comes from an honest conversation with another person. To end this episode, I wanted to do something that I plan to do with my guests in future episodes at the beginning of every episode. I asked my boyfriend to buy me the We're Not Really Strangers cards for Christmas. They're those red and white cards that you see on Instagram and Facebook. People use Facebook anymore, but I saw an ad for it on Facebook, I swear. The cards remind me of the app called Piccolo. If you're one of my close friends, you already know what this app is. However, if you're new to understanding who I am, Piccolo is something I use to lighten up or liven any pregame or party. It asks some pretty raunchy and pretty crazy questions to get to know your friend group a little bit better. And if you're trying to push each other out of your comfort zone, especially if you're drinking, it's the app to use. Um, However, these cards are definitely on the more emotional side. So the We're Not Really Strangers cards really pushes people who you may know or you may not know to really open up themselves and to really give a strong answer to a question that may take some time to think about or may take some time to really emotionally think through an answer to the question that may be very challenging. And... I plan to use this segment at the beginning of all of my episodes so that our listeners and that our guests have the ability to learn more about themselves and then our listeners can learn more about our guests. So I'm actually going to pick a card for myself at a random, just like I would do with the guest, and answer that question for myself. So if you're ready, without further ado, I'm going to pick this card. And the card I picked says what is a dream you've let go of 
which is ironic because I talked a lot about this at the beginning of my podcast, but I did want to be a Broadway star. I wanted to be on TV and film. I literally wanted to just be all over the screens. I wanted to be an Oscar winner. I wanted to be a Tony winner. I wanted to be an Emmy winner. I just wanted to be a TV star, a movie star, a Broadway star. And I think the reason why I let go of it was because of my, I had such a traumatic experience in college that just ruined my self-esteem and my ability to understand myself as an actor and just my overall understanding of why I was in the profession in the first place. I did theater throughout my entire time in high school and loved it and really understood myself as an actor in high school. And then I got to college and just was told no and that I wasn't good enough and that I would never be good enough all the time. And it really just destroyed me. So I just let go of that dream and did something else. But honestly, I'm not sad about it as much as I was when I first graduated. And I think I still think about it a lot when I watch TV or I watch movies that I'm really into and I really want to be a part of it. But I'm not sad to a point where I, I want to continue doing it. I know what I'm doing now is my passion and I'm excited about it and I want to keep doing it. But it's definitely something that I've thought about a lot. Definitely something that I, I wish I shouldn't have given up quite quickly and pushed myself out of being so traumatized and just forced myself to do it to get myself into really being the actor I wanted to be. But at the end of the day, I let go of the dream and started something else that was a dream of mine. And now I'm, I'm happier than I was in college. So I definitely appreciate the fact that I let go of something that could have really ruined my identity and ruined who I was and just ruined the way I live my life. So I'm appreciative of the fact that I, I'm now teaching and I'm appreciative of the fact that I've had the experiences in acting that I've had in the past. You're a real one if you made it to the end of this podcast. Honestly, I thank you and I appreciate you for being the person that you are. The fact that you even made it to the end just goes to show that you care about my work and you care about the things that I'm doing. Even if you made it halfway through, that just goes to show that you care. So shout out to you. You know who you are if you're listening to this right now. Exciting news, though. My first ever guest on The Green Sunset will be appearing on my next episode, Miss Julianne Miller. One of my best friends from college, one of my first friends from college. Can't wait for that. It's going to be an exciting time. We're going to talk about lots of different things. So tune in to my first ever guest on the second episode of The Green Sunset. Love ya.